Hello all and welcome back. You already know what it is. It's episode 105 of the Man to Man NBA show. We're very happy to have you. We're going to jump right into some All-Star Weekend stuff. Just being hooped today. Andy is uh, taking a little break. So if you listen to the last episode, he, he may have just quit forever. But and we'll get into that a little bit more. But for right now, I got to talk to you all about Patreon. If you are a Patreon supporter, thank you. We cannot thank you enough. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a monthly subscription service that we use where if you really love what we do, if you love the NBA show, if you love the person, uh, the weekly show, excuse me, go ahead, throw us a few dollars. It's, that's what the service does. It's an awesome, awesome way for you to support the show directly. Uh, it, Patreon supporters get behind the scenes looks, exclusive merch drops, and generally just get to know us better than the typical fan. Uh, we, again, thank you if you are a Patreon supporter. If you're not, go check out all of our social medias. They are in every single one of our bios. Go ahead and give it a look. And uh, we could be thanking you next week. So, as always, Patreon, we love you. Thank you. And with that, we will get into the All-Star Weekend episode of the Man to Man NBA show. As I said earlier, just me and Mr. Hoopstar Nash today. Liam, how's the weekend been, brother? How you been enjoying some a, l- a little break from the usual NBA basketball stuff? Yeah, it's always a, a good time to kind of reset and and kind of I guess enjoy the, the the talents that are in the NBA and through you know skills dunk and all that. It's just a good weekend. Kind of bummed because thinking about this this year, or I guess it would have been last year, was supposed to be All Star Weekend in Indianapolis, and I was gonna go. We were gonna you know make a whole event for I guess us and COVID and stuff happened, and we didn't get our All Star Weekend. So. Now that it's in Cleveland, I thought about, you know, Cleveland's a pretty short drive, but I wasn't going to go do all that. But, yeah, it's, it was good. Um, my weekend was pretty good in terms of just watching. I guess we'll talk about a little bit breaking down these these events, but they were, I guess for the most part, they were as expected. Um, but, yeah, very, very fun, I guess, time. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think All-Star Weekend is, is a good time as a fan to just kind of let the players do, you know, take a break relax, have some fun. And that brings me to actually just like a little opening question for you. When there is no NBA on and, you know, after tonight, Sunday night into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there will be no NBA games. And if there's anybody listening, if you listen to us on Monday, the next three nights, there are no games. So don't go looking. What, what are you flipping on? Is it college basketball? Is it a little movie catching up on some shows? What are, what are you usually doing? Who? Um, I'll say like on the weekends, I'm, I, people that know me, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big in the UFC. I'll always, you know, if there's a fight night on, I'll always, you know, flip that on. Um, but yeah, if it's not that, you know, not Saturday night, I, I mean, college basketball is probably my next big thing that I, uh, I flip on. Um, I don't know if you saw this today, but Michigan's uh, head coach, Jawan Howard, he's over there uh, throwing punches and shit. That was kind of funny to watch. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably mostly college basketball, and then. I got a, a couple of TV shows I'll probably watch, you know, falling asleep, but it's, it's rough. No more football. That's the biggest thing. That was kind of the, the plug, you know, mm-hmm. but you, what are you yeah. watching? You watch anything on the, what you, if basketball is not on? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll throw on college basketball. I, I have definitely, as my NBA fandom has grown, my college basketball fandom has, has diminished. I'd say, I mean, it's just, 
it, it, it's a lot of basketball to try to consume all at once when the seasons are going on. I still follow Clemson basketball super heavy, but we're, we're not very good this year. So that's pretty <laughs> tough. Um, I did see Juwan Howard fight. I actually have like grew up a Michigan fan. So I root for Michigan basketball and seeing that was crazy. I mean, I, I obviously a little biased, but I'm, I'm going to say, you know, the Wisconsin assistant coach probably deserved it. You don't need to be, I don't care who the head coach is. You don't, don't need to punch anybody ever, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you if if you're gonna put yourself in that position, there's a chance you're gonna get hit. I don't know. I mean, I think we'd all we've all been in some sports, um, maybe not a brawl, but a fight altercation on a sports field. If you don't want to be in the line of fire, don't don't put yourself there. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's obviously that it, it's it's sad to see as a as a fan something like that happen. But I mean, it is what it is, and that's that that's college basketball. Like in the NBA, guys care. But there, that that level, like I, I can't imagine we'd ever have two head coaches brawling or that head coach and assistant coach. The assistant coach tried to go into the stands a couple weeks ago. I got the Wizards game, but nothing like that. I mean, they, they, you just don't see that in the NBA. So college is a good thing to watch. Um, I'd say it's a good substitute. Like these next three days, I'll probably watch it. But other than that, I'm a big movie guy. Trying to catch up on all the movies and TVs and really whatever. I mean, I'm, you I'm, look like I, a movie guy. Um, I know. I get that a lot. Hey, I did a little, little film minor, you know. I'm trying to get – I'm trying to watch every Best Picture nominee before the Oscars, so I'm knocking those out one by one. Yeah, but it's – uh, yeah. yeah, so it, it's no, you know, it's no Hawks-Mavs game on a Tuesday night, but, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. Wow. So. Yeah. I'm not I have never really got into big movies though like I'll watch like the big like if you know whoever wins the actual like best picture or you know there's a movie that's everybody like oh you gotta go see but I'm not really I haven't never really gotten into like you know hunkering down and watching like back-to-back movies and shit that just takes too much time but it is what it is I'm glad you like it everybody has to have their their tea every once in a while have something they they you know they do and stuff so that's good yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's fun. And it I have become kind of like the token like movie guy for a lot of people I know. So like that's always fun to get like a text be like, hey, we're watching a movie tonight. Like, what what should we throw on? So that's good to have. And I'm all and so when you're the movie and the NBA guy, it's it's a nice little combination. So yeah, I'll have it, to, fun. you know, I'll have to come to you for some recommendations then. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's it, you're the guy I'm going to from now on. Yeah, hit me up. I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. And as I say, so I'll, we'll be watching some in the next few days because, as we've said many times already this podcast, it's All-Star Weekend. And as of just a couple of years ago, All-Star Weekend is not just a weekend any longer. These guys get longer breaks, which they absolutely deserve because the NBA season is long and basketball is hard. But the All-Star Game will have already happened by the time you hear this because we record on Sundays and typically not Sunday night at midnight. We Just with the time change, everything, we can't do it. So we are recording this Sunday afternoon. It'll be happening and it will have already happened. So I hope something crazy happened. I hope it's like the best All-Star game we've ever seen. And we can say that it is now because we don't know any better. But um, that when that happens, there's going to be a lot of points scored. It's the All-Star game for a reason. I hope they, I, I wish they would just try to go for like 300 every year. But this week's trivia question, Hoop, for just you, you got to run it solo this week again, right. is... Who holds the record for most points in a single all-star game? Very straightforward question. I'll give you a question and I'll give you a hint. And uh, then I was, we'll see how I, close I you can get. should have known. I should have did my all-star mm-hmm. research coming into this because I knew that was obviously probably going to be, you know, formulated around the all-star weekend. 
And it's so hard for all-star games because they're like, you know, sometimes there's like just a nobody that just pops up and not the big name like a LeBron or somebody. But I want to say it's like, I want to say maybe Melo. Melo's probably up in there, my my top, because I know he can just light it up. I know maybe that was, maybe that's, I'm thinking of the Olympics. Because I remember there was one time he just had like seven or eight threes in the corner or something crazy. Um I'm all, I mean, obviously LeBron has to be up there, um, but and then maybe an older guy like uh, obviously maybe Kobe might have been up there, but he doesn't really take over All Star games like that. I don't feel like he lets other people do it. I'm gonna go with my my gut. I'll say I'll say Melo. Um, can I, can I get a can I get like a time error like when yeah an error Is yeah all right like so you're, feeling, you're yeah you're feeling Melo right now. I'll give you your hint. Your hint is that he is still playing right now. He is, and he he is an active player. So that I'll give you that as your hint, and then I'll give you one question, whatever you want to ask. I'll answer it. Um, how many teams have these that has this guy played for? More, I'll say played, over over or under two and a half. He has played for under two and a half teams. Okay, so it's not Melo, I don't think. That's Melo's what three? I think he's at well, if you count like the the well, day stint he had on the Hawks, he's at like five or six, but no, it, yeah. it is not Carmelo Anthony. I'll tell you that it's not him. okay. LeBron is at three, so that doesn't. I mean, I'll go Kobe Bryant then. I feel like it has to be somebody like Kobe has played one, maybe, or even like a Damian Lillard. Obviously, I think that could be it too. I know you're a Blazers guy, you could be tricking me here. Yeah, well, Kobe's not playing anymore, so it can't be Kobe. Yeah. So I'll yeah. I'll do Damian Lillard. I think you're 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 pulling the the blanket over my eyes here. That is a great guess, and I would love to tell you you are correct. However, it is not Damian Lillard. The record for most points in a single All Star game is held by none other than Anthony Davis. Oh God, he had <laughs> that was 50, recent too. <laughs> yeah, fifty two points in the twenty seventeen All Star game. Yeah, it, it was. I remember watching it, and it was like a, a really weird fifty-two. Like, and towards the end, they just started feeding the ball, so he just kept getting points. But it wasn't like one of those electric, like Steph coming down shooting, like making like twelve threes or anything like that. But hey, fifty-two points, a lot of points, no matter it how is. you get them. So yeah, yeah. AD with the with the fifty bomb in the twenty seventeen All Star game, it has not been broken yet. So hate to see it say it this uh, this week. Hope. You did not get it right, but that's yeah. okay. We'll come back stronger next week. Maybe we have Andy back next week. We can put our heads together and get one right because I feel like we're on a bit of a cold streak. I, we, I was going to say, I don't think we've hit the last yeah. couple now, so we got to change that. We got to change that. So I can tell you one person that was not on a cold streak was Cade Cunningham on Friday night as he was the Rising Stars MVP. Uh, Friday night, for anybody that doesn't know, is usually the Rising Stars Challenge as well as the Celebrity All-Star Game. Uh, we'll talk about the Celebrity All-Star Game first, actually, because it's just really not that big a deal. I don't think anybody going into All-Star Weekend is like, I am super amped up for the Celebrity <laughs> Game. I, I don't think I've ever said that. I've never heard anybody say it. If there are Celebrity All-Star Game truthers out there, please let us know. I want to hear what gets you so amped up about it. But... Uh, it's a fun watch. I mean, I don't, it's not something like you like carve out time of your day to go watch, but like every once in a while, you know, flipping on is a good time. Um, 
the highlights for this one were the fact that it was in Cleveland. So there were some Cleveland legends around. Anderson Varejao played a bunch. Uh, Miles Garrett, who I don't know if you saw this, but seeing a guy that is six foot four, 275 pounds, windmill dunk is one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in mind. And it doesn't look like it should be able to happen. I mean, it, it's terrifying. It's, it's the guy's the same weight as Zion. He's six foot four and can windmill dunk. It's, it's insane. So I like the, the celebrity game. I do. I flip it on. I like watching the highlights on YouTube. Uh, but my best way to improve it would be that, like, I, I just don't want to see the celebrities out there. I don't care. Like, even, like, Jack Harlow. And I really like Jack Harlow. And he actually put us in buckets. But, like, I'd rather just see so many, like, athletes. Get some Olympic athletes, some NFL players out there, and have them run it. Just just go for it. I want to see these guys do these things. So I'm not sure how you feel about Celebrity All-Star Game, if you have any really strong opinions at all or any ways to improve it. But if you do, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, so I would say, so the celebrity, I've always thought is like celebrity, like game, obviously is the first one, usually, and you get it, you you know, it's happening. And it's good to like, it's a great, like, first event, you know, you go to any like, real events of like, even concerts, you could say, like, you have an opening act, this is the opening act of like, getting all the like, all the people that are there that have traveled, you know, celebrity wise are there. Half of them are playing in the game. Half of them are just there to watch it. I think it's a good way to start it, but I do, like, at the end of the day, I'm not like, oh, wow, like, you know, let me just make sure I watch the celebrity game because I only caught the, you know, the second half of it, I'm pretty sure. Um, But, yeah, I do like that idea of you, you know, just filling it out of, like, actual athletes. It would be, A, more competitive, I feel like, right? And I would like to see, you know, other, you know, athletes like football players or soccer, even soccer players try to hoop it up against each other. I think that would be a lot more entertaining, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on it. I think it's a good opening, you know, event. And if, you know, if they don't want to change it, I'm okay with it, how it is, because at the end of the day, it is like that opening event and nobody really, really cares about it. But more importantly, the rising stars game was a lot better. So I will, that kind of, you know, makes up for it because it's always good to see these young guys kind of hoop a little bit. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you brought it up, seeing the young guys play. I think something that's really cool about the Rising Stars Challenge in its new format and its old format is, statistically speaking, most of these guys will never be all stars. If they all star, if they are an all star, they'll be a one or two time. Sure, we'll have some stars who end up making it, you know, ten times. But statistically speaking, that just doesn't happen. And this is a chance for these young guys for themselves and for their families and their fans and their, their teams to go represent. And it's, and it's usually, these guys are usually on bad teams. So like the magic, you know, they don't have a lot of representation for the rest of the weekend, but we got to see Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner going out there and hooping it up. I mean, it, it's, it's cool. It's a, it's something that is definitely gone through many iterations since it's, it's original inception, which really wasn't that long ago, but um, it started out as just like, freshmen and sophomores freshmen versus sophomores and then it was a mixing of the teams and then it was usa versus world and this most recent format which i thought was really good was they had four teams and they brought some g league ignite guys up so it was like not only just the rising stars that we all know and love but also some really unknown faces which i thought was a really intriguing way to do it and it was play two so there was two games uh two like you know i guess playing games to the championship those games were played to 50 and the championship was played to 25. They were streamlined games. They were quick. You know, they, they played like similar. They, didn't, they weren't playing all out like a normal game. But it was really, really cool. I thought it was really well done. 
And like we said earlier, Kate Cunningham took home MVP for Team Barry. And uh, yeah, they the the one thing that kind of brings it down, and this is the problem with the play two method. We talked a little bit about it last week. Is two of the three games ended on free throws, which is just in in events that don't really matter. If if the NBA ever decided to go to a play two method, you have to let games end on free throws. You just like there's you could never make a rule to go against that. In the All Star game and the Rising Stars, who cares? Just make them like take a point away from the other team. I, I would rather see somebody having to pull up three or a tough driving layup which uh, Jay Sean Tate actually hit to end one of the games as opposed to these free throws. But yeah, Hoop, like you, you, you brought it up, man. It, it's a fun thing to see. And I love seeing these young guys. And I know you, you got to see some of your favorite young players playing it too. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that I almost look forward to even more than the all-star game itself. Uh, because I get to a, first of all, I want to bring up if LaMelo ball is going to be an all-star this year, I don't know why he's playing in that as well. Um, I just don't think that's, I, I, if I was a little metal Bob, I'd be like, no, fuck these young guys. I'm, I'm way past this. You know, I'm a, I'm an actual all-star. Why am I getting it in with these guys? Um, but that's kind of just, you know, we don't have to sit here and talk about that because that's not really a big deal. But yeah, I do like watching this a lot because you do get to see these guys that kind of what you mentioned of, you get to see these guys that probably may not be superstars or in these all-star games, A select few obviously will make it. Um, possibly, but you get to see, you know, the real core and like role players of maybe some of these teams that are contending teams and kind of what, you know, the foundation of, you know, these, I guess, teams that that aren't very good, like the magic that you mentioned, what they're actually working with and how good they are and how they might fit with another, you know, young guy that's out there with them. And maybe they could build something together and, you know, moving them around through trades and stuff. But yeah, this is, I just like watching like the younger style of play obviously it wasn't as competitive I feel like every one of them like they would play each other and then kind of just go back and forth and then once it got to like you know 10 points left they just that's when they started clicking and every game was pretty much close um all the way up into that like you know 10 to 15 point range to close it out but it was really fun definitely probably you know one of my second probably favorite event of the weekend so I had no no qualms about that and I do like how they change the format. I think that's just more interesting. I think another thing I, I was thinking about while I was watching this is that the NBA, I think that they are going to want to do like these tournament styles within the regular season too, you know, like maybe the the guys that are like on the bubble to, you know, are actually in the playing game right now, maybe have those, you know, them all be in the tournament just to, you know, improve their record a little bit. Maybe, I don't know something like that. But I do see this kind of style being implemented in actual the actual regular season. So it's kind of cool to think about, but I don't know if that'll actually happen. But I would like to see it happen because it is kind of cool to watch. Yeah, I, that is something the All-Star game or All-Star weekend really should always be. It's like a like a, a training ground for or like a guinea pig central for ideas the NBA actually has, like an in-season tournament like the Elam play two endings, stuff like that, like a four point shot, which there isn't one, nothing like that in any of the games, which is kind of sad. Cause I think that'd be cool. But <laughs> like, like little, just like if you, any idea the NBA has that they may ever put in, just test it out, you know, test it here, test it G league, test it summer league, because it's going to draw viewership if nothing else. If they instituted a four point line, I would like, I, I'd probably be the most watched thing of the season for the NBA, just because people would be that intrigued by it. So that is something that much- I, would love to see. I was going to say then, 
how much would you think that would influence the actual like style of play? Are we just going to see if like, are people going to, you know how, like when you introduce the three point line, now it's mostly a, a shooting league or you're, you know, got a dominant big man or get to the basket type Would introduction of a four point like line or like spot. Is that like changing the like actual dynamic? Are people going to be running to those four point spots? Like Steph Curry obviously would because he's already pretty much out there to begin with. But how much would that actually influence, you know, the style of play? Because not everybody can just line them up and shoot them from that that deep, you know, unless you're Steph or even Trey Young type players. I'm trying to think who else off the top of my head could just just yank them out there. Yeah, I think Dame is like kind of like another yeah. one of those guys, but I I think it's math. You know, it's like it, it's the same reason the three point revolution's been so strong. Is like teams eventually realize, oh wait, thirty five percent of three is more than fifty percent of two. Maybe we should shoot more three pointers. Like like that. If all of a sudden teams are able to shoot, you know, shoot a twenty five percent of fours is the exact same as fifty percent of two. So maybe if we're shooting twenty six percent from four points we should be shooting out there all the time. And so I, I don't ever envision the NBA actually doing it in an, in an all-star game though. I could see them like, um, like probably like 20 attempts a piece for each team. I mean, I, I, I think they'd be out there chucking it just because like you said, it's fun. It, it's guys like Steph, Trey, Dane, even I'm sure LeBron would throw one up there. Cause LeBron could chuck it from deep sometimes. Yeah. Like they, that, those guys, they, they would want to try it. Cause it's fun. Luca, like he'd be doing a job. I mean, everybody would be wanting to give it a run. But something we didn't talk about, which the Rising Stars, which is like they just instituted it this year, was kind of like that little partner thing they had at the beginning. I don't know if you saw that. Like a little, it was like a like a modified skills challenge where uh, Scotty Barnes missed like four little floaters in a row, and I felt bad for him. But like, yeah, why not just try to pack as much of that stuff in there? If the players are willing to do it, it's just fun. It's just cool to see that as a fan. So. Yeah, I, I I think the Rising Stars Friday night as a whole celebrity game Rising Stars I thought went pretty well for from an NBA from a fan standpoint from an NBA production standpoint because I, I I just thought it went well I, I did did not really have any quarrels with like you said earlier. Yeah, I I I don't think it was bad at all. I don't think it you can say that was it's a great first day. And now this is where. Obviously, we'll start to talk about these other events that kind of where I draw the line of, I'm be honest, I'll say it right off the top of the head. Saturday night, not very fun to watch. I was, I mean, not that I was, you know, dedicated my entire night to being like, oh, I got to sit in front of the TV and watch these, you know, these skills challenge, dunk contests, three-point contests. But it was on in the background and I was, you know, watching it, but it wasn't like, you know, full focus of like an actual game, but it was not good. The, you know, the times that I did key in and was watching it, I just, it was not fun to watch. I don't know your initial thoughts on it, but for me, it was something needs to change. And that's kind of why we're talking about it. I'm guessing, but I'll let you kind of say your piece about it. But for me, that's from, I got to say that off the top. I don't want to sit here and like sugarcoat it for anybody. No, yeah, Saturday night was rough, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll go in order as the things happen. So the beginning of Saturday night has always been the skills challenge, and like the Rising Stars, the skills challenge has gone through many different iterations throughout the years. It originally was just a race, like a, a, like a timing thing. One guy went, then another guy went, then another guy went, and it was just the same thing over and over again, and it was, it was cool to see these guys do it, but it got super monotonous, so they've been trying to change that up. 
And this most recent format they have, the team format, it's not perfect. And we'll talk about that. But I thought it was pretty entertaining. It was won by Team Cavs, which was your pick. So shout out Hoop on that one. Um, that Team Cavs being Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen in their home stadium, pulled it home for the home crowd. That was really cool. Uh, the it, the new format was better than expected. Whenever somebody, any whether it be a, any sports league or a business or whatever it is, when they are changing something up and it requires four Twitter text pictures to explain what is happening, I get so scared because I'm like, all right, they're doing way too much. There's no way this is going to work. The, what the NBA did was actually pretty cool. Uh, the, the shooting contest, which they started with, we'll talk about a little bit more about it because I, I have some comments about what I think they could do to improve it. So I'll skip that for right now. But the passing challenge, which for anybody that didn't watch, when they loaded this thing up, when they put it out, I was like, I have no idea what's about to happen. But basically, it's like you get you have to pass to the target and then you got to move from one spot and the targets are moving and the guys are moving. As an in-person viewer spectator, it was probably chaos. It was probably impossible to follow what was going on. But as a TV watcher, I thought it was pretty cool. I was and, and seeing these guys do it. The team rookies, they were flying. I mean, Cade Cunningham and Josh Giddy and Scotty Barnes are all you know pretty good passers. So watching them do it was, was cool. It was that thing, which, and it was like, there's so much equipment that went into it. I really liked it. So I, I like the passing challenge. Um, the relay race is, is kind of like, just like the homage to the old school thing is what it is. Not super awesome. Don't really have much to change about that. But yeah, I'll, I'll say about the shooting contest. And then I'll obviously pass this to you, Hoop, because you may feel totally different about this. The, it just, it, it doesn't really work. Like I, I seeing guys like, if, you, if you've played basketball, some of the, the your favorite thing to do is just go shoot around with your guys, just have the guys rebound for you, get up shots. It's more fun to do that when it's not a challenge. So, like, the, the, the spots on the court, I don't know. It just didn't super work for me. I was like, by the time I was done watching, I was like, okay, that was fine. But my change, my proposed change, I want to bounce this off of you, is the game that I played with my high school team I play with my buddies nowadays. It's called Free Chipotle. And it's based off of when you go to like a college basketball game and they bring out like a student at halftime and they have to make like four shots in a row. They have to make like a layup, a free throw, a three-point and a half court. And they every time they make a shot, somebody gets free Chipotle. So they make their layup, Chipotle, for them. Then their free throw is Chipotle for like their row. And then their section from three-point. And then the whole stadium gets free Chipotle if they make the half-court shot. I think something like that, where as a team, the three, you have to make three shots at each point. You have to make three layups, three free throws, three three-pointers, and, and then probably just one half-court shot. That, I think, would work a lot better because they already have a half-court shot aspect to it, which is how they actually decided the winner. But I think if you integrated that into the shooting challenge, I think it would work a lot better. I, I, that's that's something I've been bouncing off of my head, and I want your opinion on that, and also just the skills challenge as a whole. Yeah, I think it was definitely an upgrade to – I like the team format of what it is. I do like that it's not just, you know, four players, eight players, and then, you know, kind of tournament style like we've seen in the past. But I do like the teams. It kind of, you know, gets people, you know, kind of just rooting for not just one player. You know, you if your guy's on that team or whatnot or favorite player, you, you can't just root for him. You got to root for the whole team or whatnot. So I do like that aspect of it. And then – I would, I, I do, I will say what, with what you said about the new passing, I guess it's the dribbling aspect of it. I don't know what you call that, but that part is fine. And I'm with you on the shooting aspect there. Nobody, 
I mean, yeah, it's cool to make, see him go make one shot or two shots or whatever, and then that's it. That's not really, you know, a shooting aspect in, in my eyes. But I don't know what to change about it. I don't – I mean, that free Chipotle sounds like it would work. Um, you just have to have, like, it – The I don't know if you have the, like, court side space for it after all the other, you know, activities that you're doing. Maybe that, you know, they could obviously change that or whatnot. But yeah, as as a whole, the skills challenge, it was better. It was a lot better than what it was. Um, I do like that it was only, you know, three teams, basically, that's it. And then obviously there's three players per team. But yeah, I I had none really skills challenge to me is like obviously it's kind of like the celebrity game. It's the first one usually just to kick the night off. Nobody's really like rooting, like, oh, let's, you know get down to it let's be really like aggressive and, and competitive about it but I don't have any anything to say bad about it I do think there's obviously things that need to be changed just for the entertainment and the viewing side of it but that's like I don't know if you just change the skills challenge that whole this whole weekend would be better but I don't know I think the biggest thing that I want to see is and we'll probably we'll get into it. I see that's up here, but we got to change the dunk contest and the three point contest. The three point contest is what needs to be highlighted because obviously that's the most fun thing. Because if we're gonna get these cookie cutter dunkers, I'm just saying I did pretty well this weekend on picking who's gonna win stuff. So I wasn't that upset that Obi Toppin won, but comparatively those dunks were not very good. And we'll talk about it. But yeah, for the skills challenge, I'm 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 content with it. It was a good way to kick off the night. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I don't want to act like like the, I hated the shooting competition part because seeing like Darius Garland go back from like the deep corner three pointer, the top of the key, just whop, whop, whop. That was pretty cool. And Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley's a freak. I mean, we we can talk <laughs> about that all day. I, I, that dude's insane. But like that part, it, it is cool. I just think for the players who choose to do these things, because the numbers go down every year of guys that want to do this. It's a, it's like you don't want to give them the chance to ever be like that embarrassed by something. And like watching the Adetokounmpo brothers just throw a brick after brick, I felt so bad for him. I was like, like Alex Adetokounmpo is a like a mediocre G League player, and you guys are putting him on a national television watching him. He made a couple threes, he did, but he also like airballed a couple. I was like, that's not, that's not how these should work. This should be fun for everybody involved, and I, that's why the shooting cup aspect for me was just a little off. But because you were talking about a hoop, we can get into the three point contest, which is always the second part of the night, second game of the night. It'll maybe move to the third. We'll talk about that later. But I, I'd say, you know, Hoop, you were a shooter. I was a shooter when we played. Nothing I nothing gets me more excited in an NBA game. I mean, a great dunk is awesome. But watching an NBA or college or even a high school game, when you can just see a shooter start getting into a rhythm and it, you just – everybody leaves the hand, you know it's going in. It's so awesome. And we got to see that a couple of times. That's what the three-point competition is about. For anybody that doesn't know, and we can rewind the tape if we must, but – Last week, our co-host, Andy Elliott, who is not here at the moment, we don't know where he is, uh, he bet his spot on the podcast that Carl Carl D. Towns would not win the three-point contest. He was plus 1,200 odds. Vegas had him at super long shot, and he dominated. I mean, he really, like, it. it he owned that contest. We, as we talked about, uh, he doesn't jump a lot on his three-pointers. He's consistent. He's a 40% shooter. Everything that lines up being really good at this contest and he was great. He outshots guys like Luke Kennard, Trey Young, who were in the finals with him, uh, Fred Van Vliet, CJ McCollum, Desmond Bain, really good three-point shooters. Carl Anthony Towns came out on top. 
but yeah, I, I mean, there's not much to say about the three point contest that has already been said. I love it. I, I, I wouldn't touch too much about it. The, the do balls are kind of weird. I, I, I have always liked the little extra like wing shots that are like only two steps farther behind the three point line. I don't know if those are horribly necessary. I know it gets the scores up, but I, I love the three point contest too. I, I and you, you said you might want to change something about it. So if you have anything, I may be putting words in your mouth there, but I would love to hear what you think about it because you were actually a a great shooter in your time. So I know you've got some good opinions on it. Yeah, it's the the biggest thing, obviously, if you I mean everybody talks about it, but the one thing that's harder to do is in-game shooting and then taking a ball off a rack and putting it up. And we saw a couple of times that some players just didn't get the ability to finish because they just weren't used to it. I do. The one thing I do want to change is I don't think it should really be based on like, I want to make this even better than it already is, because obviously I think this is my favorite um, event of the weekend. Um, Then it's the rising stars. Then it'll be the all-star game. But, for me, you have to get the best shooters. Like, I want to see Steph Curry in this. I want to see James Harden in this. I want to see – I mean, I want to – you almost – I don't know how they really pick it, but if it was me, I would look at the shooting, you know, percentages and just knock off the the top, like, you know, whatever it is, 10 to 12 guys. I don't know how many it was. I think it was 10, right? So I want to see that. That's the only thing that I want to change because it's not that hard for somebody in the all-star, like, if you're an all-star to like get out there and shoot the ball, we're not asking you to go dunk the ball, maybe, you know, hurt yourself doing something crazy or, you know, crazy athletic and come down and break. You're just standing out there and shooting. Like you do that for warmups every single day before a game. So that's not overly like crazy. I don't want to see like a Desmond Bain out there. Really. I know he's a good shooter, but like I would rather see Steph Curry or just the top list of shooters. Um, That was the only thing that I kind of like, wish that I could see and it was good I'm glad that cat won I it's always good to see a big man out there just plucking them and it was good I I I took Luke Kennard thinking like that was going to be a long shot but I think he had the best looking stroke out there I know I might be biased but his stroke is better than I remember it to be in but it was awfully obviously the it was still fun to watch so I have nothing else really to say bad about it it was just fun to watch yeah Three-point contest is fun. And something about the three-point contest that, I mean, you can do some of these other events. If you, Any basketball player ever can do a three-point contest. We used to do them in high school all the time. You And you get to see how it goes. I can say something that they talk about at the commentators, but until you do a three-point contest, you, you get really tired. I mean, shooting that many three-pointers in a, in a minute, minute 15, whatever they give them, is hard. It, it is not easy. So it, it's definitely not like, a walk in the park by any stretch, especially for some of these guys who are the best shooters in the world. But it, it is something that, like, you could – I could see myself doing something like that. Like, the dunk contest, which, again, we'll talk about momentarily, I've never been able to dunk a basketball. I just not. I, so, like, I, it just – it doesn't translate as well, being able to see something like that. But uh, real quick question before we move on to the dunk contest, because I want this to be a little positive before we go into the negative. If you were in that competition, where are you putting your money ball rack? What, what, what was your spot? Um, it was either, I mean, it was either the right, like the right side, um, or I mean, I wasn't really a corner shooter, but that was like my favorite place to shoot the ball. I didn't really get many opportunities to shoot in the corner because I was mostly, you know, on the top of the key and stuff like that. But 
I would say if I had to put it, I'd put it on the right right wing there and just let him fly. It would be the second. I would it would be the second. So I would want to go right corner first, and that would be my second rack. I wouldn't want that yeah. to be my my last rack or second to last rack, I guess. But yeah, where, 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 where are you putting yours? Because after that first rack, I got a little feel if I'm in my mm-hmm. stuff, but then I know my my you know money balls are coming, so I gotta get in the, the groove. But where are you putting yours? Yeah, I know, like, you know, the, the purist would say this isn't the smartest way way to do it because it's the longest shot, but I'd probably take top of the key. Like, the, the top of the key was always, my like, my best three-point shooting spot. I was fine out the corners and off the wings, but, like, I was good at the top of the key. So I'd probably put it up there. And also, it's right in the middle, you know? So, like, e- even if you start slow or you end slow, you, if you're fine in the middle, you, you're doing okay. So I'd probably go top of the key in between my do balls, you know, get a couple in there. And uh, yeah, I, I, I want, I was, whenever I do the three, whenever I watch the three-point contest, it always just makes me want to go out and shoot and try it again. So yeah, I'm putting mine top of the key for sure. No, no corners. Everybody wants to put in the last corner, which seems to work out, but like, oh, you're risking not getting there. You know, the math of it all shows you got to make at least three of those to give yourself a chance. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I per, like, I know it's way too much thought, like these guys, they're at the end of the day, they're like they probably don't even like game plan. They're probably like, oh yeah, just put in the other the other corner. I don't care. I'm gonna make them all anyway. But uh, yeah, for I, I've thought about it before. I'm going top of key. Where? How many? How many you making? What's your? What's your? What you? What you? If you had to put a number on it, are you getting past like 16? Like Fred Van Vliet? Come on now, we can yeah. get past so, 16. So from NBA range, I don't know because I've never done it from NBA range. But from like my, in my high school, my senior year of high school, like one of the last practices we ever had, we had one, and I'm pretty sure. So it's it's 25 shots in total, five five times five, and I think I made like 16, 17. Like I I, I was, and I mean there we didn't have money balls or anything like that. It was just how many you made. So I guess I don't know. That probably translates to like. It, obviously, it would never be a direct translation to moving it to the back to the NBA line with the pressure and everything. But I guess that, that probably translates to like twenty three somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, if yeah. I'm not hitting at least twenty, I mean I gotta like, yeah. you know, give up my uh, my professional shooting card or something, right? You can't be yeah. labeled a shooter. But yeah, it, it's it was uh, it's something that I I do think it would be funny if one year they made like the dunk contest contestants and then like the the shooting contestants three point contest. Like just once, just like switch them for one round, just because I, I want to see Obi topping out there chucking. And I, Obi's not a bad shooter, but he's yeah. definitely a better dunker than he is a shooter. Yeah. But uh, that'll take us to the dunk contest, which, I mean, uh, like you talked about earlier, who it was, it was really bad. It was really, really bad this year. And it's not even because the dunks were that bad. I thought Obi Toppin's dunks were really good. The behind the back jumping over a dude, I mean, that's insane. Like the, that that dunk is ridiculous the the last dunk he did where he double tapped it off the backboard like uh, and went between the legs that is like feats of of human accomplishment i mean that's insane things he's doing but the vibe was just not there people didn't care the it was it was just not good uh the dunks are cool because they're like instant you know like you see a guy go up and he just bangs it and you're like wow that was awesome there's a flurry of excitement and emotion and it was two points and it was sweet when you watch a guy like Jalen Green, who was my my pick, so I, I I gotta own this a little bit. When you see him try to do the same thing eight times in a row, it, it just loses its luster. Like I, I don't like even if he so going off the side of the backboard between the legs and dunking it. If you just said something 
company was going to do that dunk, I'm like, Shit, that's probably a 45, 50. Like, like that, like, that's awesome. If it takes you nine times to get there, <laughs> I don't care anymore. I just don't. So, and, and the way they have like the rules where it's like an attempt is not just running attempt is like actually making an attempt at the rim. It just, it doesn't work. It doesn't really work. So I'm going to say, you know, I, I'll pass it over to you, but there, there a lot needs to be changed by the dunk contest. And the first thing I would do is be bring the shot clock back. Now those attempt stuff, bring the clock back. Yeah, I'll I'll start it by saying I, I I obviously picked the right winner, Obi Toppin. I think he was – I think half of the battle was there's guys on there. I think the the guy from the Warriors, I don't even want to start to pronounce his last name because I'll fuck it up five different ways. But uh, nobody really knew who he was. And then Jalen Green, obviously, I mean, in the talks of rookie of the year. So he's, he's fine. Obi Toppin is a household name. He's, you know, been there. He plays in New York. People kind of know him. He was, a you know, a younger star, I guess, what, a year ago now. Um, and then I don't even know the the third guy, like, or the fourth guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like the, that kind of takes away from the, the, the headlining of, like, oh, the dunk contest. Another thing that I want to mention is I do think with the dunk contest, everybody – is going to have athletic dunks. They're going to be amazing dunks. You're right about taking away luster when you do have to attempt it eight times. It doesn't take away that that was still a cool dunk. That's fine. The part that is going to be like kind of controversial in my eyes is I think the dunk contest is we've already reached its peak. We've seen the biggest stars do the most athletic dunks. We got, you know, all I can remember is Dwight Howard pulling out a car and jumping, you know, doing the Superman. That was the peak. Like you can't really reach that every year unless you bring in the big stars and the big names to have them do, or at least try to attempt these dunks. And nobody really wants to do that. If you're like, obviously Anthony Davis doesn't want to go out there and try to do crazy dunks. He's that's an injury waiting to happen. So that's kind of where I think, we've kind of reached the peak for the dunk contest. We can't get any better. I mean, in terms of athleticism, maybe there was an idea to raise the goal up, you know, uh, to 11 feet and have, you know, see if that would like make it more exciting. I don't really know, but I think we've kind of as a whole, like NBA organization, the dunk contest itself, if you're not going to have the big star names in there, it's reached its peak, you know, because nobody's going to watch somebody I've never heard of before go try to dunk the ball. You know, I picked Obi Toppin because he was the only guy that I really knew besides Jalen Green. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I think I almost I was, you know, obviously I was under the influence last night, but I was throwing out. We should just get rid of the dunk contest. There's no reason, especially for it being the last event. I'm sticking around at a buddy's place. I don't want to watch that. That was a waste of my time. Let me just go home. You know what I mean? Because I don't need to stay an extra hour to watch these guys try to dunk a ball that was not in- very entertaining in the first place. So I don't know. I was, yeah. I think we, I, it sounds bad, but I, you know, it won't happen. But we, we got to get rid of it. That's no, yeah. nobody wants to watch that. Yeah, I'm with you. So the other two guys, Juan Toscano Anderson, who was the first guy you referenced, he, he I was actually very pleasantly surprised with with the athleticism he's shown because JTA, who, who is a really good role player for the Warriors, he just doesn't do that many like athletic things for them. 
I mean, he had some cool dunks. He, like, I, I don't know. But again, nothing that like blew your mind away. The last dunk he had where he tried to like honey dip with the elbow and he didn't get near high <laughs> enough. That I was like, dude, you should probably just throwing that shit off the backboard. Like, <laughs> you're good on that. And then the last guy is Cole Anthony, who is a good player. He's a point guard for the Magic. I imagine he's in their future plans. I mean, he's he's a good player. He Duncan Tim's. That was funny. I mean, the, like stuff like that is intriguing. Like like, but again, it took him three tries to get there. Like if you take ten minutes to put the the boots on, you got your dad out there who was an NBA player. It's cool, but then it still takes you three tries to get there. I'm like, it's not. No, I don't know. It just doesn't work. So I'm 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 not out on the dunk contest because the. Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine dunk contest from a few years back is one of the coolest things I've ever watched in my entire life. I mean, it, watching that live was like life-changingly awesome. We're never going to reach that point again. Like you were talking about it, it, it's, that was it. We should we knew it when we were watching. We we're like, this is the best dunk contest ever. It will never be touched again. Aaron Gordon was sitting in the air at eight feet up and was jumping over a mascot. And then Right behind him, not 30 seconds later, Zach Levine threw down like a between the legs from the free throw line. I mean, what what were we talking about? It, it's never going to be that way again. If we try to make it that way, unless those guys come back and do it, which I don't think either of them want to, and I don't blame them. They have given their everything they need to do to the, to the dunk contest. We're good. Then I don't know if it's shutting it down. It needs a big rework. I've seen some things talking about bringing like professional dunkers in to do stuff, like to like spice it up which would be cool because some of the stuff professional dunkers are doing is like, like way out of the bounds of what any NBA player would ever think to do just because NBA players are worried about playing basketball and these guys are just worried about dunking so they can do a lot of crazier things. Maybe something like that. But again, we we've reached the, the, the peak has already happened. Everything after this is going to feel, it, it, but that's also part of what shows this, this one was so bad is like, I go into the dunk contest with low expectations and this one was like below my expectations. I was like, damn, that was, like you said, it was an hour into my night where on the East Coast, it's already approaching midnight. I was like, that wasn't really worth my time. So right. I think that that's, that's the thing. Like, I'd, and I think we, I've, I've like alluded to it earlier, but we have to, that can't be the ending of the night. You know, that's not the most, you know, intriguing portion of the night. And you just build up to the three point contest. I think that's, that is your, that's how you do it. So it'd be the skills, dunk. If the dunk contest isn't going to change and we're not going to bring, you know, top name guys, if they're not going to participate, that's the second most interesting thing. And then everybody, you know, throughout the night is waiting for the three-point contest. That's your big seller because everybody's been talking about the three-point contest this week, not the dunk contest. You know, not if they're talking about the dunk contest, I guess, let me retract that. They are talking about the dunk contest more because it's been so bad, but everybody not saying anything really to the extent of like the three point contest was bad, not like the dunk contest. So I, that's my thing. I think that's one thing that we got to change, but other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm sticking with, we got to get rid of the dunk contest. This was bad. I don't want to watch yeah. that. It, it, it definitely needs to revitalize in some fashion. Um, maybe just like a standardized scoring system too. Also. And the fact that the lowest score you can get is a six, <laughs> like what? Well, who decided that? Like if you if you don't make a dunk, you get a thirty five. Like I don't. You just you get makes, participation yeah. out there. You just yeah. show up and you get thirty five. That's yeah. yeah. No, it, it's tough. I, I guess though the one thing that people always bring up is adding to All Star Weekend. 
is like a one-on-one tournament competition, which I hate to break it to everybody. It's never going to happen. The guys don't want to do it. It's too big of an injury risk. The, the competition aspect of it, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen. Guys would get way too competitive out of it. Somebody would roll an ankle, miss the rest of their season. It would be bad. But if that did happen, give me, say, four players you think would absolutely have to be in that 1v1, and I'll give my four. Um, I would obviously – I think it's because it's kind of fresh, but I I would say Melo is one of those guys. He's just a dominant, you know, back-to-the-basket type of player. Um, but are we talking about are we going to go guards? Because if a big man's in there, I'm taking Joel Embiid, and he's just going to dummy these guys, you know what I mean, just take them down to the post and, you know, back them down. But I would say those are my top two, like, for sure, just dominant Um I would say James Harden probably is up there. I don't know if I he's like one of those guys I gotta see in there because I really don't care. Um, and then KD, KD is one of those guys that is just a walking bucket, so he would have to be, I would think, in there. And then probably like a, I would go like the Joker, maybe Joker. Joker, he's a you know just a big guy that's very good back to the basket. I'm kind of thinking like one on one's different that you got to do you got to be like more like i would say more back to basket not just mm-hmm. traditional like cross you up and get to the basket all these guys can just come in and just yeah. watch your shit but those are the probably the four that i would say yeah I, that is what i think that most people don't really realize when i talk about it, is nba players do not play one-on-one like we play one-on-one like a, they, they don't like it's not like king of the court top of the key you know you get four dribbles, whatever. No, they get they get the ball passed into them on the post. They back somebody up. They typically get three dribbles, and it's a shot. And it, it is fast. It, it's to emphasize, like, that very specific spot on the court in that style. So, for me, I would choose, like you said, KD. Devin Booker would have to be there for me. I love the way he had, like, his little man post game. It's awesome. Um, I think – I mean, I would want to see LeBron there just because it's LeBron I tried James to stay I, away from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, like, I would want to, I would want to see that. And I, I like your mellow call, but I honestly, I want to see Luca. I think, I think Luca getting doing something like that. I know he's more of a playmaker, but like, uh, he's got a nice little back to the basket game. Yeah, but again, to everybody listening, it's it's not going to happen. So I wouldn't get anybody's hopes up too high. And if it ever does happen. These are not the guys we will be seeing in this competition. <laughs> It'll be the first ones to opt out. <laughs> yeah, it will probably get more of the G League Igniters doing something like that. But so, yeah, all in all, I'd say Saturday night at, at, at the absolute best, mediocre. I mean, it, it you're only as good as your last event, you know, and the dunk contest really was a, a stinker. And there's also that whole thing about, like, Steph and, his, and uh, Aisha, like, selling their new show or something like marketing it. I didn't even watch it. I, I kind of just like blocked that out. Apparently it was really bad. I, I didn't watch it and take it in. So I can't put too much of a statement on it, but uh, I, I, the, the response to it was not great. So we'll, well just when say they that brought out, that. when they brought out two chains and his wife or whatever, I think it's mm-hmm. fiance or something. And then they play a game show and they, and Steph and Aisha lose I'm not going to go watch their show after they lost the game show they just played to two chains. We're talking about two chains. I, I'm just like, uh, it was just poorly executed. I did I did see that, and I was just – it was comical, but I did, I was there. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that, actually. But, yeah. Yeah. I I, I didn't know anything about it. I had just 
seen it on Twitter because again, when it was happening, I just wasn't watching, and I was like, oh, that was. I, when I saw the response afterwards, I was like, wow, that must not have gone well. Um, and then I guess the only other thing we didn't talk about for Saturday night was the DJ Khaled live performance, bringing a pretty stacked lineup he brought out again. I, I like, I was, but again, that's not why I'm tuning in on Saturday night to like watch DJ Khaled and like Lil Baby and Migos and Mary J. Blige sing for like 30 seconds. I don't, I, I'm good on all that. I was, I thought it was cool, but it, not enough to push the, push the needle at all. I'm going to give a, a super mediocre grade to Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's more probably for the, uh, the people that are there live in the building, you know, it's always cool to hear and see a performance like that. But yeah, I would say to kind of wrap Saturday night up, it was, I'm going to give it like, like a two out of 10. If I had to, like, that was just not, not a great night. Um, it kind of left me, not as hyped to watch the all-star game because it's kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Obviously I'm going to tune in, but yeah, I I don't really have anything else to say about Saturday night, man. <laughs> yeah, there's really not too much to say that we haven't already, already talked about. And I, there are people who work for the NBA who, whose entire job is making this weekend work and they will work on it and they will try to make it better. I don't want to sound like ungrateful because at the end of the day, having this is better than not having it. Right. And there are so many people that work hard to make this thing work. It just didn't go as well as I think they had hoped this weekend, which that's how it goes. So that's really all that's happening in All-Star Weekend again. All-Star Games happen tonight. I hope it's awesome. Um, Can't say anything about it because it hasn't happened yet. But I guess I'll give it MVP, guess. I think Ja. I think Ja's going to win MVP. I think he's going to go hard. I think he's going to play a lot. I think he's going to win MVP. I like that. I think think from what I saw from LeBron and how dedicated he was to get Darius Garland on his team, I think he is going to put him in the spotlight and he's going to go. I won't say be Anthony Davis now that I know who scored the most points in all-star game, but he's going to get him up there and get him a lot of opportunities. So I'll do, uh, I'll do Darius. Darius. Yeah. As my home court MVP is never a bad bet. Cause they, 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 you know, it's always a nice feel good story, but yeah, I just can't wait to see Ja. I mean, do something crazy. Man was taking shots. Uh, tequila on the plane ride in. He's, he's <laughs> ready to have himself a good time. Shout out Ja. He absolutely deserves it. But that's about all the time we got before we go hoop last week, you brought up your a thousandth point in high school. And you yeah. said you were going to go back and look and see what it was. Cause you don't remember. Did you bring that one home for us? Yeah. And it's, exactly why i don't i don't even remember why i didn't remember this but and it's exactly why the elam ending doesn't work out it was a free throw Mm -hmm. i scored my thousand points on a free throw my first free throw of two so i got you know a thousand and one right afterwards but yeah it was i forgot because that was like the easiest like not only was it, you know, a free throw, but it, at that point it was very easy for them, like, to stop the game and, like, do a little, you know, whatever the fuck they did. I don't even know what you call that. It wasn't a celebration, but recognition um, on the court there. So, yeah, it was a free throw. I wish it was more exciting, but I, yeah, it was I, – I had to do a little digging for yeah. it, too. I forgot about it. But then once I, I remembered and – Asked my coach, and it was like, yeah, it was just a free throw. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember that now. But yeah, oh well, hey, you know what? It, it, whether it was a free throw or a three sixty windmill, it was number a thousand, and then that, and that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I guess there's no, we can't break down the film on that one. But again, 
anytime you want me to, you know, go see what's going on, I really want to see the old high school hoop tape. So please send I'll, it my way. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put it out. I can get get some stuff together. I got to yeah. obviously. I think I had a, a mm-hmm. like a what do you call it? A, a mixtape. It's like like a, a senior year mixtape or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to find that. But yeah, I could I could pass that along to you for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be some good uh, Patreon content. Maybe we'll do a little X's and O's of hoops senior year. But that's all I got, brother. Thank you. I think I'm ready for you to take us out of here. Yeah. Uh, with that, I will uh, let you guys get out of here. Make sure you follow us on social media at Man to Man Podcasts on all social media platforms, I guess. Um, but with that, I'll namaste these fools out of here. So namaste to you guys. Namaste. Straight hustling